welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts, and I am here with my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Miller, back from Hawaii. So, Mr. Miller, how are you? got to keep that on the download. <laughs> you know uh, what? I'm living vicariously through you, so there's no download or download there. So, first of all, how was your trip? Oh, you know, you're in Hawaii. <laughs> what, what, what I was going to say, there was sun, there was ocean breezes, and... Mm. High 70s, a couple yeah. hikes in there. So, I, you know, I wasn't totally laying on the beach or by the pool. I, I got I got active, oh. saw a waterfall. Wow. I'll take it. Did, I'll do it again next week. Did you hike up the water, like to the waterfall, uh, like the top, or did you I, just look I, at it? I actually short climb, wow. jumped off, but there were people jumping from like three stories up into this, into the water below. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I am not doing that. Uh, well, uh, I'm glad you're back and I'm glad to have our conversation <laughs> today. We are talking about perturbation training and um, we are so glad that you guys are a part of this show because, you know, when people talk about perturbation and doing different types of training, oftentimes we're doing this, but we don't even know that it's called anything specific or we have kind of taken it out of our bag of tricks altogether and it really does serve an important purpose um, for not only, you know, our youth, um, not for someone that's, you know, my age, but it's very important even for the elderly. So, you know, when we talk about this, Ken, if I said, what is perturbation training? Yeah. What would you say, bud? <laughs> uh, well, in, you know, in, in just regular everyday terms, it's just a disturbance in motion. Uh, or either being in motion or just holding still, what you're trying to do is introduce an unanticipated force. And this force can come in different magnitudes. It can come, you know, come at you hard. It can come at you soft. It can come at you from behind, from the front, from the side. Um, but either way, the, the, disturbance in the force you know, every time I hear disturbance in the force I think of like Obi-Wan Kenobi can you imagine if he used I feel a perturbation in the force yeah. yes uh, but, uh, well, hey you know what maybe maybe that could be the next you know the next one so you know. <laughs> the update in the 2025 <laughs> reboot um but basically it's it's just a way of adding adding some resistance and adding a, a different I'd say a little spice to your workout to where you know, if you're working with whether it's an athlete or somebody that's trying to just lose body weight, um, it adds a little something different to the workout. So you can take a traditional exercise, kind of push or pull or, or, or use an implement for a common motion that adds a little bit of a shake, rattle and roll. You know what I mean? So it, it's just a, a way of getting the nervous system a little bit more involved and get the nervous system to be a little bit more uh, able and capable of you know, encountering resistance, if you will, right? And we'll talk about some modalities as we go into it. But I remember uh, first doing, you know, when I when I, I wrote an article, a blog post for for um, NASM on perturbation. But I it, when I wrote the article, it brought me back to okay, well, when did I start doing this or implementing this? At that point in time, they didn't even have a name, right? We didn't say, okay, I'm going to do some perturbation on you. Uh, which you know, that sounds a little weird, but um, you know when you ha you know in a simple example, it'd just be having somebody sit still. You know they're they're sitting on a bench, so there's nothing supporting them, 
And I would have my clients sit there and put their hands right on their shoulders. So their, their, their left hand is on the right shoulder, right hand is on the left shoulder. And I'd say, okay, pretend you're a statue. And I want you, just like a statue, you're not going to move. So no matter how, I, how hard I push it, and I'm going to have to really monitor as the personal trainer, how much I'm pushing, pulling, twisting, turning you uh, to the point where I'm just going to meet your ability to hold still. But I am pushing hard enough or pulling hard enough for you to know that, okay, there's something going on here. So I'd have my clients sit up nice and tall, head above shoulders, elbows up, hands on, across the shoulders. And I'd have them hold still, pull in their belly button towards the spine, and I would push them just gently. And I'd even add a little bit more to it to where I'd have them close their eyes and kind of just, you know, kind of pull one shoulder back, push another shoulder forward, or do it at the same time to get them to do a little bit of rotation, even push from right shoulder across, left shoulder across. Either way, they don't see what's coming, right? They just, all they're doing is they're feeling this force, you know, this, this pressure from my hand pushing them forward and backward. And all they're really trying to do is they're using every single fiber of their being to hold still, right? And, you know, a lot of times that, that's just, that just mimics life because, you know, an example that you and I, Wendy, were talking about is like, how many times have you just been standing there just minding your own business and you have kids and I have kids um, and, you know, one of them just runs up on you and you don't, you know, they're, they're running full bore and you didn't see it coming, right? And what kept you from falling over, even though, you know, the kid's like 30 pounds? Well, your ability to react, the ability to hold still against this unanticipated force or resistance, right? Which, which happens, especially in competition. Oh, well, I mean, that kind of brings me back to, you know, a, a lot with our, our professional athletes. I mean, I do this type of training very, very often because, I mean, think about this. If you're, you know, a professional basketball player or even if you're not, you're just playing for fun. You know, you've got people that are trying to get the ball. They're around you. They're pushing. There may be some, you know, mm -hmm. cheap, cheap fouls that that happen. Your body has right. to know how to react to that. And, and it is something that you're not planning on, you know, like you can't say, okay, this guy's going to hit me from behind or shove me in the shoulder. And so if you kind of, you know, you get what you train for, you guys have heard me say that so many times and there's so much to it, you know, same thing when you're playing, you know, in the NFL or you're playing football, even for fun. And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, people are coming after you to get the ball. That's their job and that's their sport. That's what they are, you know, trained to do. And so therefore you've got to be ready. So, and it goes across the boards for any type of sport. So hockey and lacrosse and soccer and everything. And so when you translate that into, you know, the importance of, of how it can help you in your sport, that's one thing, but to your point in everyday activities, yes, I got a five-year-old that's crazy that runs like behind me, mom, look at this. And, you know, and then I've got to, you know, I've got to dodge monster trucks. I've got to make sure that like, you know, I'm planted <laughs> when he's jumping up behind me or on the side of me. Cause he's so excited to show me something, but the same thing too, even if you don't have kids and you have animals, you know, like how many times mm -hmm. is like, you know, like, when my doorbell rings, I have two dogs and it's like, you would think I have like a pack at my house. Cause it's like, everyone's running to the door and I'm like, you know, whoa, and I'm just trying to get there safely. <laughs> so, right, um, cause exactly. I don't want somebody to take out my knee, you know? So I don't know. Yep. A lot of carryover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the way, you know, one way we can look at this, um, as far as, you know, what perturbation is, as we described, it's just an unanticipated, uh, resistance or force on the body. And that force can be you know, different magnitudes in different directions. And the one thing I like to tell 
or talk to my clients about is, you know, especially when their bigger concern is injury prevention and avoiding previous injury, or they plan on upping their activity and they want to make sure that they can, you know, do whatever uh, without, without, um, you know, the risk of, of getting hurt is, you know, you know, when you, when you look at it and how we implement it, we just look at it like a mo modality, just like I would introduce you to a dumbbell or a bar or a suspension trainer. It's a modality. It's just a, a, something that you can implement just like any acute variable, like you're adjusting uh, sets, reps, tempos. Well, we can, uh, we can also incorporate a variable of, of an unanticipated force. So if you're not doing, you know, some kind of uh, having some kind of uh, resistance or you don't have anybody there to, Hey, can you, does it, wouldn't that sound weird if you're in the gym and he's like, Hey, uh, while I'm, while I'm doing these push-ups, would you not, would you mind pushing on me a little bit? Would you mind pushing and just kind of push my shoulders, kind of push my head right and left and push it down? You know, that sounds a little weird, but there are tools that, that are out there that are designed to um, implement that type of, that type of resistance. So um, one of, you know, just to start talking about equipment now, one of the things that we can, we can look at is um, equipment like uh, a body blade. Have you, have you mm -hmm. used a body blade, Wendy? Is that something I, that you have available to you? I use a body blade mm -hmm. all the time, all the time, especially, you know, when people are working on rehab for their shoulders, strengthening mm -hmm. of their shoulders, um, you know, they need it for their sport or, you know, if they're just, wanting to strengthen their shoulders because it is super, super hard. Um, and before we go even into more detail about the body blade, because I could, we should have had a whole po a podcast on that. If you guys are just joining us, we're talking about perturbation training. So have you perturbated lately? Um, and we're talking about the importance of that. I'm Wendy Batson here with my counterpart, Mr. Ken Miller. And uh, yes, so body blade, super, super cool um, tool. I use it a lot. And I think oftentimes, I don't see it enough and I really wish that, mm -hmm. that people would use it more because it is super challenging. And for those of you guys that don't know what it is, it literally is this, and I don't know, can it, would you say it's rubber? Like, is it kind of like a, it's rubberized plastic. I mean, it's, it's pretty sturdy um, yeah. as far but as this, the blades go, but the center handle is, is primarily rubber, right? Yeah. And grip. I mean, and you can have your arm straight out in front of you and what you try to do is try to flap it. And you're trying to get it to to like flap like wings basically yeah, as yeah. hard as you can or you can do it side to side or i like to do diagonal patterns and adding mm -hmm. like single leg squats or different types of movements mm -hmm. and you know and as soon as it stops i mean you have to use a lot of core a lot of stable you know stabilizers within your shoulders and then of course your primary mm -hmm. movers and um and it's a workout it is hard <laughs> if you yeah. do it right so yeah you know, because again, when, when it comes to this modality, we're trying to upregulate and get the nervous system to fire up a little bit, right? So, I mean, we mentioned unanticipated force, right? You pushing me while I'm not looking, right? Within reason. Uh, but here with the body blade, it's, it's, a, it's a consistent or constant acceleration and deceleration. So what makes the blade flap is that stop and start as you go up and go down and go down and up and repeat that. Uh, for all those motions that you described, Wendy, and you're using a lot of stabilizers uh, across the shoulders because primarily you, you're not going to use the body blade using your feet. It's primarily a handheld uh, piece of equipment. But you know, I don't that's, know. You that's can try what, that. You know, that's yeah. maybe that's a, that's on the docket. 
I want you to take we... to film a video, put it in between yeah. your legs, put it in between your feet, and let me know how that works for you. Yeah, let's get some duct tape. Let's get some duct tape and just kind of tape it to your shoe and just kind of get your foot yeah. to just go. Yeah, that uh, what it. not to do with a body blade. <laughs> yeah, just make sure everything is clear. How many times would you hit your shin? I would probably say I'd hit my shin on every repetition on that. One. I don't even think I could get it to that's move, it. but um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that talented. I mean, right, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, there. You know, as far as as incorporating this goes, you can you can even do things like uh, like like we mentioned earlier. Uh, and again, a lot of the the examples are going to be done with the aid of a personal trainer or maybe you have a workout partner that can go ahead and you know, add this unanticipated force or resistance. And, you know, something as easy as a push-up. You know, if you, if you like some of my clients, they love push-ups, right? Once they learn how to do it right, keeping their head, uh, head and neck in the right position, ears, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles in line, push-ups get easy because, you know, especially if you do it right, because you are using all the right muscles to control and stabilize. And of course, now we can, we can produce and, and reduce force more efficiently. So, one way you can spice up a push-up is actually just letting somebody do a push-up and then pushing from, you know, let's say the right, the, from the right rib cage or the left rib cage, you know, you're standing above them and you can kind of push right and left and even down a little bit. So if you really want to test somebody's core, get them right in the mid back and you try to push them down, even push them up so that that way they can, they can try to resist hiking or piking up through the hips, um, even through the legs. And some, what I like to do with some of my, uh, my, my baseball players kind of just move the arms a little bit, you know, get them moving and trying to control those shoulders. Um, so again, take a basic exercise, especially one like a push-up, and that could be in any position, right? Traditional push-up being on the floor, you can use a push-up being done on a suspension trainer and you don't even have to to touch the person, I could actually push and pull on the straps. And I, you know, just holding onto a strap, I can push it across, up and down, and give them more of a three dimensional unanticipated um, resistance. Yeah. And I think another big one um, when we're doing this is, is the vibration component. So, vibration training. Mm -hmm is another right. you know key key implement that you can use and so if you don't have like a power plate because you know oftentimes now because they're so big um right. a lot of gyms either don't have them or or if they do a lot they're not utilized as much as they should because they are they are fantastic but you could even grab two vipers or two something like that that still has the vibration put your hands on both and then do like mm -hmm. you said your push-up or you know um yeah. oftentimes one of one of my favorite ones that i do um is again, either single leg or single arm. So I do a lot of um, unilateral or contralateral type exercises yep. when I'm doing this specifically, because again, they have to control their balance. They have to maintain proper alignment and then they have to, they have this like sphere. So even the hypersphere or the mini sphere. So they're holding on to that. And then I'll have them, you know, go down, try to touch the opposite side of their foot, bring it mm -hmm. up overhead or across body and, and they have to maintain proper alignment. And so just that vibration, again, think about what's happening at the nervous system. Think about the muscles that you're having to use. And um, so it's not just a recovery implement. You can definitely add it into your bag of tricks of fun things to do with your mm -hmm. clients that really does serve a, a tremendous purpose because once again, when we define it, we're trying to think, okay, from your normal, how can we throw you off balance? 
And when Ken's talking about pushing or pulling or something, we're only using just like what, three to 5%. I mean, you're not like 90% trying to like throw someone off. Like you want to make sure you keep them in a safe. I want to, that's a big, big thing. It always has to be safe, but I mean, just a little bit of movement, little taps or something like that can, can activate a muscle that's not supposed to really be activating and your body has to counteract what's happening with those touches. Now, I'll, I will say that I've been in some team situations where I've had a partner right. partner up, especially in football, you know, when you're dealing with something like a contact sport. So, and I'm not just talking football, like you mentioned before, you know, basketball, that's a mm-hmm. very high contact sport, a lot more contact than a lot of people realize, you know, lacrosse, soccer, or, you know, um, you know, any, any one of those sports, you know, if you really watch a game, it's it is about you your body against someone else's body and who's going to who's going to win the position. So in in team situations what I've had players do is example of that push up again. Someone's doing a push up and I'll have them give them each other like little love taps like you could like like you're just smacking them right? So get them used to the contact. If you're going to do this uh, with your clients, you may want to get written consent that it's okay to smack your people because, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, that I'm might not endorsing, well. I'm not endorsing smacking. <laughs> I called it a love tap. Uh, <laughs> so it's just something, you know, you just get that little, I know it's coming, maybe coming a little loud on my mic, but uh, <laughs> you're just getting a little, and you know, if if you're if you're in one of those like a running back because some you know high high contact, if you're a lineman, you know you're gonna get hit. It, sh- it should really be nothing, relatively speaking, to when you're in the field of competition. But if I got an open hand, you know, nothing where I'm just you know doing a bunch of rabbit punches on you, getting the kidneys or something. I've got an open hand and you're feeling it, right? And for one, when you're doing something like a, instead of a push up, maybe a plank. Well, planks get boring. Right. So uh, if you're just doing the whole, you know, all right, we got 60 seconds. Um, one way to make the time pass by partner up and get your partner to kind of push and pull and kind of little love tap here and there. Again, it's about unanticipated force. Right. So just like it with football or basketball, you don't know. You don't know the direction in which someone is going to push, pull, grab you, you know, things like that. But you know, to get as prepared as possible in, 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 in actual competition, this is where, okay, you're, you're actually going to help your partner, your teammate out by getting them prepared. So again, within reason, we don't want anybody coming out of a workout. It's like, I got these big old hand marks you know, on the back of my shoulder or something like that. But it should, it, you should, you should try to, you know, push it to where you are on, on the of ability to control and stabilize your body from that vantage point. For those of you guys that are just joining us, Ken and I are asking, have you perturbated lately? And (laughs) there is a lot behind perturbation. And so again, when we're talking about it, we're talking about performing movements um, that kind of throw your body off your natural or normal state. So like if you're in the five kinetic chain checkpoints or you're lined up and you're actually doing an exercise and there's like an unforeseen mm-hmm. uh, force that's coming behind you, beside you, in front of you, um, you're able to maintain what it is you're doing properly and your body's be able, or able to react to those forces. And I think it's super important to also mention, you know, we've talked a lot about different sports and, and how purposeful those can be. However, you want to think about this. This is super important because right now 
you know, when you think about our chairborne society, I mean, that most people are sitting in the front of their computers still, even after the pandemic, more now than they ever have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the nervous system and proprioceptive stimulus, it's just it just hasn't been there. And so it's important to think about what is it that you need in life? What can you do to be stronger? But it's not just about your muscles being stronger. It's about your nervous system, your muscular system, your skeletal system, everything working together. So therefore, you know, you can be the best you and you're going to perform better, move better, feel better. Um, and, and it's fun. And that's the big thing is, you know, sometimes when you're playing around with your clients, they enjoy it because it's not the yeah. stagnant, like you're counting and just showing them what to do, like make it fun. And that's, I mean, they keep coming back and I mean, I'm all about it. Like, you know, perturbation is a big part of my, my thing. So like, I like it. There's a lot behind it. And, you know, and when you don't tell your client, you're going to do something, it's like, okay, I want you to maintain this. And I walk beside them and then I, I push them to the side and they fall over. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know? And they're like, well, what you knocked me over. I'm like, I told you, you've got to always stay focused. Think about what you're doing. And so you never know when there's going to be, you know, you're in a crowd and somebody's trying to get past you and they tap you on the shoulder. If you're not prepared for that, you could fall. And especially in the elderly, you know, I right. mean, one little one little movement that they're not prepared for can be a significant fall, which could lead to a lot of major, major issues um, down the line, which, you know, obviously we want to make sure that um, we're caring for all populations in the best way that we can. So there's there. Right. Hammer down. And, Mic drop. Yeah, and that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that that is that is a great. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I mean, especially like like you're mentioning that that segment of the population that, that is older, um, you know, whether they've got a sedentary lifestyle today or not, it is about their ability, ability to react. You know, can we upregulate and get them to be able to perceive sensations as well as react to sensations sooner than later? And, you know, I know gave some pretty extreme examples by, you know, kind of giving like a little little rabbit punch to the side of the ribs, you know, a nice firm, you know, slap with an open hand, but, you know, some more realistic ways of implementing it. Um, one, like I mentioned, if someone's doing a push up, you're not going to do this on day one. This isn't a first workout type of deal. This is something that, you know, uh, once you, once you know clients capable of what they're comfortable doing, what they're able to control, then we can start to gradually, add these unanticipated forces, right? And it doesn't have to be my hands on my client, especially these days, right? Uh, you wanna watch, you know, we wanna watch and be real diligent about how we interact with people. But instead of me touching my client, example I gave earlier, you can hold on to the TRX strap and, you know, hold it on to, you can push, pull, you can lift, you can lower and give them a little different resistance when it comes to using a, a suspension trainer. Um, something else I would do is when someone's using a cable machine, I'll actually hold on to the cable and without, and I'll hold and I'll add some resistance by kind of holding down the cable, preventing them from moving, you know, they're doing, let's say a tricep extension, pulling down on the cable. I'm just gonna hold down the way, just, you know, maybe a pound or two and just make it look like, or make it feel like it was a little sticky, right? And then just as quick as I held it, I'm gonna let it go and let it and let it move. So that standpoint as well. 
Yeah, I, I've done that. And then I've also, you know, done it with, um, you know, like if somebody is in, let's say, a, a prone or face down position, uh, you know, I've, I've wrapped different types of bands around their their sides. And, and you know, sometimes I'll pull up, down, sideways, you know, more to one side or maybe the other. Um, you know, there's a lot of different variations you mm -hmm. can do. It's really about how creative you want to be. But I think, you know, it's going to be very important to also mention when you shouldn't do this type of training. So, I think first and foremost, if you do an assessment with your client right. and they've got poor, poor movement, so you know, meaning that their feet are turning out, their knees are caving in, they've they've got low back, you know, discomfort, or you know, they've got some issues even with their neck, that you really want to work on strengthening the body to try to correct any kind of major compensations because you don't want to, you know, when you know there's weakness, you don't want to really focus too much on something that you know they can't handle at that time. So make sure that you're looking at poor posture and then maybe, you know, working on, on really trying mm -hmm. to clean that up first. If somebody has really poor reactive, you know, uh, training, so they don't react quickly and you really want to work on that, that needs to be a primary too before you start doing this. And you want to think about the forces to your point. You know, I just said, start super light, barely, you know, small touches. And then you can start adding a little more force or more, some, you know, some more creativity. But, you know, if you're having someone use the TRX and they're doing like mm -hmm. an upright, you know, or like a inverted row or something, and they can barely do that. The last thing you want to do is start, you know, hitting the, the TRX straps. And all of a sudden now they're trying to control the, the mini tornado that they've, or, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to call it tornado, but whatever it is, like side to side movement, some crazy movement pattern, because then you're really not training them for success. So, you know, just be be very cautious with that. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, words, right. of, words and, of wisdom. And you also bring up a good point with, yeah. <laughs> and again, back to your point, knowing what your client's tendencies are. So if you've assess and reassess and again every workout is an assessment um if you know what their tendencies are don't go there right just try <laughs> to stay away from it to where like if, if well if you have a case where someone's knees like to buckle in well i'm not going to push on your thighs right so i i might be able to do something with your upper body you know in, in those cases so it is going to be relative to the client and if, as long as you're responsible you know what the tendencies are you can stay away from their tendencies that push them into a compensation. But if now I'm doing something to where I'm, I have those, those areas of compensations addressed, let's say if it's a lower body extra uh, compensation, but I have them seated where I take the, the lower body out of it. Now I can work on, I can add a complementing upper body kind of unanticipated force. It just depends on the client, but you, if you are a personal trainer or if you are partner training, you're not a trainer. And this is something after listening to this podcast, you are motivated to add this into your workout <laughs> with your partner, then have at it. But if you notice that your client's like, you know what, my back's kind of tweaky today. Now is not the time. You know, maybe, you know, when they're feeling good after they had good rest, they've recovered um, and they've prepared and they've done their proper warm up and pain and discomfort's not there. Yeah, go ahead and have at it. As long as you don't notice that, okay, well, I notice when I do this, their back tends to arch, or when I do this, they tend to have a low back issue. Well, you know, there, there is a time and a place. We just have to be responsible because we don't want to lose our workout partner, right, because of something crazy or stupid. You don't. 
they're, 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 that's your accountability right there. So <laughs> you, you never want to lose your workout partner. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a four quick hitter. So I'm going to say if you, you know, one okay. thing we talk about, we're talking about exercises, right? We're talking about what you can do with your clients, but as a trainer, or if you are like someone that loves to play a specific sport and you want to know where your weaknesses are, you can utilize, you know, this type of training. So when we're talking about perturbation training, that's what this podcast is about. And you're stuck listening to Wendy Bats and Ken Miller. Um, and we know you're enjoying every moment of this. Um, but when, when we're talking about this, it really is, it serves a huge purpose. So not just on a training standpoint and not how we can, you know, carry over to everyday life. But if you are a trainer and you're really thinking about implementing this with your clients and you have certain people that play sports, you can utilize this as an assessment tool as well. And Ken, I know you highlighted this in your blog. So, you know, when you were throwing it out there, like go check me out here. Um, so when you're giving yourself the cheap plug, um, if I said right here, right now, you have a football player and how could you use perturbation, you know, perturbation type um, reactive motions or whatever in an assessment with a football player, how would you set them up and what would you look for? Go quickly well to get them set, you know just both are coming yeah all the things you already said you know we just got to make sure hey this is not a point of weakness we're not trying to emphasize weaknesses we're trying to emphasize strength so as long as they've earned the right to to get that to get that you know model and as, as long as they've earned it but the other thing is to just moderate the intensity and just mm -hmm. You know how much, or you get, you know, and it's better to work from low to high and work your way up. So it's, it is, it is a graduation city as well as frequency of implementation, just like any other modality. So when it comes to football players, it's a must, but, you know, football players are just like any other athlete. They have their mm -hmm. weaknesses as well as their strengths. You just have to make sure that you are not on the weaknesses to where they become, uh, uh, a threat to their health. Yep. So, so with a running back, you know, you could put them in a staggered stance and like you could add those lateral pushes mm -hmm. and you're just looking to see yep. how is their stability? Right. How's their balance? And I know another one for me would be, you know, like for lacrosse players, right. for example. So if you have someone holding the lacrosse stick and that, you know, the trainer wants to add some different perturbation type yep. type motions or whatever, you're going to look from various angles. Are they able to control that? You know, do they have anti-rotation or rotation type motions? How yep. is their shoulder stability? Mm -hmm. How are they able to maintain posture? And again, on an assessment standpoint, this is really good information for you to know because you can see you know, when you have them holding on to whatever, you know, position they may be in football or lacrosse stick when they're, you know, in that position with in lacrosse, yeah. how do they, how do they perform? And then, you know, from a soccer player, you know, when we're talking about that, you can have them do pivoting type lunges because they move in multi-directional um, positions. They're lunging, they're kicking, they're running, they're changing directions so quickly. And so if you have like a someone doing a, like, for example, a lunge and you push them, you know, sideways, then are they able to maintain that? Do they have, you know, lateral movement? Do they have excess rotation that shouldn't be there? And so, um, you know, you think about, you know, as a whole, I know we're going to wrap this up here in a few seconds, but, you know, think about how the importance of it, think about how it can apply to your clients and how useful this can be. And it's something different than just another, I mean, it is a modality, but this is something you can do. It's cheap and it's just you. You don't really need anything as long as you have permission to touch and right. you're touching 
appropriately and accordingly with the force that you're you're placing on someone but it really does serve an important purpose and you know i think that's kind of my key takeaways implement it just make sure it makes sense make sure that the client knows that you're going to touch them and that they're okay with it so permission always right, and, right. Um, and and have fun with it your turn Any and that's takeaways? a key thing it, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And that, and that's, and that's it. I mean, you spice up your workouts. Um, again, first of all, make sure that they know what's going to happen. It's like, why are you touching me? Right. And, <laughs> he, he, and you can even, you know, hold, hold a physio ball and use the physio ball. So there's something between you and them. Sometimes I've even used uh, an Airx pad or Diana's a physio ball, you know, or they're holding onto the med ball and I'll tap the med ball and not mm -hmm. them. So there, there are ways of doing it responsibly where, Again, distancing and things like that are, you know, still, you know, still very much applicable for today's environment. So you got to be responsible. Everybody's got to be in the know, but you have to also just make sure they earn their right uh, to, to implement this modality. So start off light and then you can, you can you know, raise the amplitude based on their ability to control. But like you said, Wendy, have fun with it. It's, it could be fun, whether you, it's purposeful for sport or just, regular Joe that just wants to get healthy and, and, you know, just wants to stay away from back pain and you're trying to do it by getting their nervous system to, you know, fire. Right. And that's, you know, that's what you need to, you know, have a good, strong core. So um, Wendy, thank you so much for all your insights oh, and sharing your experiences, you. especially on this topic of perturbation. I always have fun. Um, and, you know, now that I've, a little time to relax from my last trip. So I had oh, yeah. a lot of fun it's on this, so hard on this recording. Yeah. So, hard. so relaxed. <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we wanna we wanna thank you all uh, for for hanging out with us on this episode of Random Fit. So Wendy, thank you. And on behalf of myself, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, thank you for listening. And if you like what you listen to and want to hear more from us and want something, a subject matter that's really interesting to you. Just let us know. So um, like, follow, subscribe, download, and we will catch you next time on Random Fit. Take care and be well, everybody.